Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What's your favorite version of Superman? What HBO Max might mean for DC Universe? Why Todd Phillips' Joker film might make you mad? And just a wee bit more. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my co-host Jason Goss. Hello. And this is DC On Screen, where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, believe that every version of a property is valid even if we really don't want it to be if it's been released it's fair game so beware of spoilers and welcome to the show hey man hey i'm, I'm gonna it's still getting some used to this new opening mm, yeah it's gonna take me my knees hurt man i'm old yeah you can't teach an old dog new tricks mm, no best advice you can give anybody in any, any given time any given situation doesn't matter what's going on bend your knees bend your knees yeah bend your knees. Live, live with your legs Stop, drop, and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just statistically, whatever's going on, I'm betting bend your knees helps. Right. Cradle her before insertion. <clears throat> right. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Sorry. Wrong playbook. Yeah. Um. Different page. I like it. I needed. I needed that paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a little bit of news this week, and a really fun topic of discussion. I think maybe. Uh, possibly it's crap just stop listening now mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh but first th- thank you guys on patreon so much for your support yes and uh if you're if you're curious about what the pa- the patreon people might, the patrons i guess you could call them it's gonna be another one of those episodes for me i can i can already feel it mm-hmm. oh, uh yeah. one dollar a month gets you this show the same show you're listening to but ad free so that's kind of cool the $5 tier gets you that and Jason's pull list and warm-ups and Marvel reviews and chasing squirrels and whatever the hell else we feel like throwing up there. And and those are the benefits. Right. I know in a minute we're going to I'm going to we're going to be doing a little Superman thing. Yeah. For the, for yeah. the pull list. Yeah. Yeah. You told me before we started recording you're like, "Hey, I'm roping you in." I was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, you're coming along with me on this one. Yep. I'm Kicking and screaming, just being dragged right into the into the furnace. I'll give you one cl- one clue. It's uh, Superman number thirteen, <clears throat> uh-huh. the Brian Michael Mendes run. Okay, United against Rogal Czar. I'll give you one spoiler of it though. That uh, uh, Rogal Czar is barely mentioned in the oh. in the issue. They do that okay. all the time. You know that. All right. Comics do that all the time. Uh, we're blah, 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 exclamation point, and then just nothing like that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they give one team the cover art and title 
and then they give another another team entirely the uh, the actual yeah. story, which actually does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, you know what? It, it always reminds me of um, <laughs> every week they would be like, next week on Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then like they would have just ridiculous stuff happening. Like, oh yeah. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. And then like the the episode comes and it's just nothing like that like what it, what it really remind, what it reminds me of is like you remember in uh scrooged the the trailer mm-hmm. for the christmas carol that um that that what's his name wants forget his name in that movie lumpy but <clears throat> sorry what uh the trailer that he wants and it's just like this apocalyptic uh like literally they're in the in the movie uh an old lady dies of of shock watching the trailer mm-hmm. yeah that, <laughs> that's what that reminds me of every time that's funny yeah so uh that guy isn't, or that character isn't in, your, in the comic, right? Uh, no, I mean he's he's mentioned, and oh, he, he's mentioned. It, it's okay. there's a reason there's a reason the title says that, but it's not mm-hmm. like I'll sh- I'm gonna get you to look at the actual cover art when we do this, and you'll you'll All see right. you'll and, see why uh, it's a little bit funny. Commander Riker didn't get a leg blown off, and no, Captain Picard didn't, didn't and get Tro- murdered. Troy didn't have a topless scene. She damn near did a couple of times, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's important to remember. Above all else, when romanticizing your your nostalgia towards Next Generation, Mm -hmm. Beverly Crusher did have sex with a ghost. (laughs) You've mentioned that a few times, and I forget every time until you say it. (laughs) And I laugh. And I laugh. And I laugh. All right. All right. News? Uh, Yeah, but you know what? We're going to talk about our favorite version of Superman first, if that's all right. Sure. All right. Do you, do you have a favorite? Well, we'll get to the we'll get to the listeners first. Uh, <laughs> so I asked, you know, a couple of different ways on Twitter and Facebook and and, and uh, the Facebook group, and I asked, you know, what what's your favorite version of Superman is? It could be a comics run, you know, a certain creative team. It can be, you know, a TV show, a movie, whatever. And um, I did I did ask on Twitter specifically on Twitter. For, for them to not shit on another version of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A I thought positive only version of this question. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just ignore the things you don't like and just say what you do like. Yeah. All right. So Baxter Hill on the Facebook page. This is all on the Facebook page here. Baxter Hill says, I thoroughly enjoyed New 52 Superman. It's between him and Tom Welling. I don't know Tom. I don't. Uh, I, don't know, I know Tom Welling. I don't know New Fifty Two Superman though. I don't either. Like, not really. He's got me there. Uh, that was uh, that was a blank spot where I've only read a couple of the uh, the trades that have come out of it, and um, I, I don't even know how to characterize that version. Like he should get back to us actually and and tell us more about that. Well, he did a little bit, and I I know that uh, New Fifty Two Superman did have a relationship with Wonder Woman. Um, I I did see a lot. I or at the time when he was still around. Uh, I saw a lot of complaints that he was emo Superman. Yeah, I saw that, but I never, when I actually looked at the pages, didn't necessarily get that out of it. It was, um, they didn't do like a, a Boy Scout version, I know, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they went all emo with him. I did like the thing they did with his collar, though. Oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah, I actually did like that. It was, I think that was one of the variations. It was collar and no red uh, underpant looking thing. Mm hmm. Which uh, wasn't, a bad, wasn't a bad call. You know, I I always thought Superman should have a collar. Even though now that I'm looking around my 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 office, it's literally every version does have red super pants on. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought Superman <laughs> should have a collar, and then every time I've seen it, I've went, mm, no, <laughs> no, I want collarbone. Never mind. Sorry, but <laughs> that was my bad. I apologize. Mm, wrong again, Dave. Mm-mm. 
Bad note. All right. Dave, sorry. Right. Uh, Aaron Watts says Christopher Reeve was the best and Henry Cavill is a very close second. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, you know. It's a neat pairing, though, that uh, Reeve and, and Cavill are so different. I like that uh, he's got them both that, that close on the list. Yeah. I like that inclusiveness. Good job, man. It's it's almost like, you know, the best of the old school and the best of the modern day. Yeah. Honestly, it's just yeah. like, I can dig it. Yeah. I mean, it's the I mean, golden age take almost, and or silver age take at least, and then like a postmodern kind of post-Miller-Moore kind of take of it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jer- Joseph Barros Rodriguez says, easy for me. I-, I do like Christopher Reeve, but Henry Cavill takes title as my favorite Superman. There again. Good job. Yeah. Another, uh, another, you know, s- uh, same pairing. I think that's interesting. I, as much crap as, as Henry Cavill seems to get, I, th- I do think that's interesting that, that uh, we've got a few people saying that. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would put it that way myself just because I like character breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like philosophically and psychologically, they, they really like fill a, a gap in my head that I, I want filled. So mm-hmm. for that reason alone, I, I would, I would go that way with it, but. And I, I do think that Henry Cavill is the Superman that Christopher Reeve would be if Christopher Reeve grew up listening to Chris Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely possible. I mean, think about it. Christopher Reeve, Superman, grew up listening to the Beatles. That's right. Makes sense in that context. It does. It makes a little more sense. All right. Uh, Lizzie Mason said, uh, just gives us a gif of Tom Welling smiling, that gorgeous man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Nothing wrong Josh, with that pick at all. We got Josh 10 Mc... years with that dude, and it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah a little yeah, slow yeah. moving, but fantastic. Yeah, he, he very much, like, if I'm thinking of on-screen super, great on-screen Superman, I, I usually think of Tom Welling in there. Like, even though he wasn't technically Superman most of that time, he was just... I mean, he was. He was just, uh, like, the Kafka previous version. It was just mm-hmm. it was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, made it more fun in some ways. That, that was a good call that we'll never, we're never going to see you in a cape was part of the pitch and I, I, it was a really good call it was a really interesting experiment and it worked out for a long time it was great yeah i i, I agree um josh mckay uh i, I love josh mckay he's mm-hmm. he's been one of our listeners for a really long time always a uh stalwart commenter mm-hmm. and i'm sorry buddy you're alone on this island i think uh dean kane is <laughs> that that is a lonely <laughs> island i i do apologize um Andrew more, more power to you but Andrew Schultz gives us a gif of Henry Cavill. Um, over on a Facebook group, I didn't even say that sentence, on our Facebook group. I said, oh, what is wrong with me? Uh, those days our, for you, man. Our Facebook group, Scott of the Squadcast, Suicide Squadcast, says mm-hmm. DCAU, Daily or Newburn. Man. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And we'll get to, I've got a top five list for my Superman because I wow. just, I had to mention things. Um We'll get to that. We'll in a let second. you break that down later. Uh, but yeah, Tim Daly and George Newbern. Uh, uh, Tim Daly, of course, played Superman on Superman the Animated Series. George Newbern uh, played him on Justice League. Um, my my sister in law, Christiana, is is you'll know him going... from Wings and Madam Secretary, depending on which age you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my sister in law is currently she's got all my DVDs. She lives in Japan, and we made a trade. Oh, uh, nice. Fresh Prince DVDs for DCAU, and uh, so she just she's just gotten to Justice League, and she she messages me every morning with just (laughs) 
a litany of questions and comments about whatever. She's basically live tweeting to me her DCAU experience. Which sounds fantastic. And also, oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun because it winds up, you know, she's like, well, what's the deal with this? And I'm like, well, okay. The reason he's Wally, but he's got Barry's backstory kind of is because Barry's been dead for 20 years at this point. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows who Barry Allen is. All right, Everybody knows who Wally West is. Hang in there. Hang in there, Tiger. There's a reason. Kind of popped in. She's like, I don't like how old Superman looks in Justice League. And I'm like, mm, yeah, a lot of fans had that problem in, back in whatever it was, 2005. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, crap. They changed the voice actor, didn't they? I'm like, yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, that happened. Sorry. I'm sorry. Tim Daly couldn't make it. But you'll get used to him. Did I, didn't like right New Burn. I didn't like New Burn at first. And then somewhere along the line, I went, you know what? I love New Burn. He's great. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I noticed there was a difference, but I don't know. It was like a like a Neapolitan ice cream kind of thing, like you like where I I wasn't looking at which scoop I grabbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is different, but all right, okay. Yeah, he's a little raspier. I told her, I told Christy, I said it's it's I, I like to headcanon it as uh, somewhere along the the line uh, off screen, Lex Luthor slipped him a kryptonite lozenge. <laughs> and while it did wear off, there were permanent side effects. <laughs> it's a little vocal scarring. Right. Um, Christian Fuentes, oh, God bless you, sir. He mm. says, 90s Dan Jurgens Superman. Yeah, good call. That is, yeah, that's high on my list as well. Yeah. He says that Clark Kent wasn't meek and there would be times where Superman wouldn't take any crap. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was my first real comic book experience with Superman, so I'm I'm all over that. Didn't love the hair, but other than that. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's a bit longish for my Superman. Yeah, at times. All right, Rob Rivera says, all of them. Yeah, I can get behind that completely. That is yeah. actually my answer. <laughs> it's a cop-out, but Spoiler I appreciate alert, it. That's going to be my answer. It's a cop-out, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. That's how it's going to be. I'll explain myself, but... Yeah, explain yourself then. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Right. Uh, Chris Balga of World's Finest True Believers podcast. Uh, he just started that podcast. You guys should go check it out. Um, I designed the show art. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, I love Byrne and Jurgens for the old school. Yes, John Byrne. Um, Tomasi was the first since them to make me really enjoy reading Superman. I haven't read Tomasi's. I Superman. have not either. Send us some references. Well, shit, Chris. We got some homework. Yeah. Send send us that homework assignment. Slot it on over. Mm-hmm. Rock it on over. Mm-hmm. Weird George Thurgood reference in the middle of a podcast. Um, over on Twitter. You know what's funny? That'll end up being something we do on the pull list. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's reading material. So, yeah. Send that over. We'll we'll knock mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Nerdytastic, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. says, Tim Daly or George Newbern are my favorite overall Superman because we get to spend the most time with the DCAU version and really get to know him. As far as live action, I think Cavill has such potential, but I haven't particularly cared for the DCEU interpretation. You can always leave it to her to really just get down into the, the meat of the question there. Right. Like, just got to be like, mm, I'm going to give you a nuanced answer. It's not <laughs> going to be a name. Like, there are stipulations here. There are qualifiers. I might use a semicolon from time to time. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate it though, and I I, I can understand. Because it's a fair I point hadn't... though that you get you get the most time with the actual guy in a cape in that instantiation, right? And if if you were just going by Clark, I would argue Smallville you get more of, 
But um, yeah, yeah. As as far as full blown, full fledged Superman, yeah, absolutely. Now you know I I didn't mean to actually uh in talking about Nerdy Tastic's fantastic answer didn't or I didn't mean to downplay people who only gave one or two word answers. So Eli Hernandez, don't feel bad, mm-hmm. but he no. says just Red Sun. <laughs> and i totally get that yeah i love red sun it's like top three easily it's not for me but like i honestly all of my choices are like superman proper and not like weird elseworlds you know <laughs> no that one thing. um like that red sun in particular uh mm-hmm. it's it is an else world and it is a, a different interpretation and you know really the, the the kind of he's almost the antagonist of that one but i love it so much because it plays with the negative space of superman mm. like everything about that version is is something that makes you miss that version more and more and by the end of that story when you get the big reveal which i will i will never say on this show because i want you to read that book if you haven't and get the big reveal mm-hmm. when you get it it makes you realize all the stuff that you were missing the entire time like it 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 pinpoints so precisely why you didn't like this guy it well i think i did like him i i mean not no not not during the meat of the story he wasn't he wasn't a um a character that you were rooting for necessarily no he wasn't a character well he i was rooting for him to to wake up you know like to be the the superman that i remember you know what i mean yeah like but I, again, I think the the mm. end of that story, that twist is it gets right to the root of this is everything he could have been and why you wouldn't have liked him if he had gone this way. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it, it 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 like it that that story kind of makes like a shadow outline of him and then shines a light on it at the end. I love it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, all right. Mighty Booyah says Smallville. It really opened the door in so many ways. It did. It absolutely did. And, oh, yeah. you know, it, the fact that Smallville opened the door for all of these other, like, Arrow and Flash and all this stuff, in, in a way, you know, he was still the first. Mm-hmm. I like it. It really solidified the Warner Brothers-Vancouver connection, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Bayham says, Man of Steel, first iteration to make me care deeply about Superman. That 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 movie has some very powerful Superman moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I still tear up when I see that scene where he's learning to fly and you know they'll stumble after you and all that crap. I, mm. Every time I watch it, I kind of choke up a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Randy Randy SF forty five says after all these years, I'm still attached to Richard Donner's version, Truth, Justice, and the American Way, or the way it should be. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, I get it. I, I really do. Yeah. Uh, International House of Demon Cat. I love that name. It says, John Burns Man of Steel series gives me a nostalgic glow, but the epic Kingdom Come blows my mind every time I read it. So hard to pick just one. Mm. Yes to both of those. Yeah. I have thoughts on that. Ooh. Well, will we find out later or is... No, just in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Carrie Vanderberg over on Twitter says, Man of Steel is simply a masterpiece. Favorite comic stories are for Tomorrow by Azzarello and Lee. Unchained by Snyder and Lee and Brainiac by uh, Johns and Gary Frank, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. I haven't read that Brainiac. Mm-mm. I haven't read that. Un- well, maybe. No, I have read that Unchained, actually. Pretty I sure have. I have. 
Um, for tomorrow, I was not a fan of. I don't. I don't generally like Brian as Azarello, and I know that's weird. I, I like him on certain properties. Like I really like uh, his Luthor with uh, Lee Bermejo. Yeah, that was great. Um, the actual the Joker times, I liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I just kind of tune out eventually, and I don't yeah. mean to. It just happens. I'm not sure what that is. I know I didn't care for his uh, what he brought to the table with the animated uh, killing joke. Um. Yeah. Actually, I, I say that. No, I mostly like the killing joke. But um, mm-hmm. me too. Uh, the Alan Moore portion. <laughs> <laughs> there were some parts of Damned and the Killing Joke that are both. Uh, I've addressed that before in the in the pool list. Um, mm. that are I need to catch up. Uh, problematic. But uh, the the for tomorrow thing I actually liked. That wasn't one of the. Uh, I, I, yeah, Azarello. It's a hit or miss thing for me. But for tomorrow, I actually did like. I really need to go back and read for tomorrow and just make sure that I don't like that because I have all of the individual issues. I, I you know, bought them first run. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was. I, I just, uh, I think I was in my mind. I may have been looking too closely at it as a follow up to Hush. You know, um, I came at it, and I, I would need to flip through it to remember it. I'm, 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 I'm like I'm blanking other than the fact that I remember I liked it. But <laughs> there's two things I remember. I remember I liked it, and I remember thinking, yeah, I get why Henry Cavill liked this, because it was an Instagram post or something of his that uh, he put up, and I was like, well, I'll throw that on the reading list, and mm-hmm. read it in like a an hour on a Saturday morning somewhere or something, and enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll have to go digging through my through my comics downstairs and find that. <laughs> it would probably literally be easier to drive over and borrow that book from me. It probably would. Just drive over, sit in my office for an hour, and knock it out, man. <laughs> yeah but then i'll still i'll be at your house for like four hours talking about it afterwards this is yeah 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 that's fine <laughs> we'll do a pull list yeah Yay! we're recorded it'll be great yeah maybe maybe we we should do a, a proper pull list on that one yeah all right uh <laughs> getting things done y'all mm-hmm. all right so uh chris munoz over on twitter said uh just has a cavil gif um and and that brings us to to my top five. All right. Now, before we, we, uh, we get to that, I do want to point out Cavill had the most votes with six votes. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, Welling had the next with four. DCAU Superman and Christopher Reeve Superman had three. And, every, and all the others had two. And then there were some stragglers. But I think that's interesting that Cavill won that among our listeners. Anyone who's hanging with us is pretty on board with Man of Steel and even even probably, dare I say it, Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, right out of the gate, my favorite Superman, All-Star Superman from Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Yeah. that Between me and you, that's the one that we're both going to, yeah, top, top of the list every time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I love like the, uh, like the kitsch retro style. I love... Just how much damn heart he has, how much sadness, how much hope. Uh, yeah. 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 It's a beautiful book. Um, and my second pick is DCAU Superman. That's going to be Tim Daly, George mm-hmm. Newbern. Yeah. Uh, dude that played Shooter McGavin, I think. Right. <laughs> From Batman Beyond. Right. <laughs> um, now, my number three, though, is the Jeff Loeb Ed McGinnis run of Superman. Explain. Have you read much of that? No, I've seen, uh, I've read some Jeff Loeb Superman, but 
Well, you know, Jeff Loeb is fantastic. And, you know, he's working over there in, in, in Marvel now, working at Marvel Television, running that. But back in the day, he used to write a lot of uh, comic books. And he, I mean, fantastic stuff like uh, Spider-Man. Long Halloween and stuff. Yeah, Long Halloween, uh, Spider-Man Blue. Uh, on both sides of the aisle, he just writes fantastic stuff. But um, I was a big fan of his uh, Superman run. You, this is like where you you get stuff like um, Superman uh, and Batman and Lois talking about like uh, well they're like they're trying to convince ba- uh, Superman that he needs to get into the White House and get get that kryptonite from Lex, mm. and then like Superman's like nope he's the president I'm not gonna do that that's breaking and entering and this is the highest office in the land and blah 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 and then like Lois and Batman go behind his back and try to like sneak sneak it out of the white house and they they go through all these like like intricate uh these intricate things to get into the white house and they have like black lightning on their side because he's he's a secret service guy and it's just ridiculous they go through all this stuff it's like an ocean's 11 but with lois and batman and then they open the the door to the oval office and superman is just standing there staring at them like (laughs) what what are you doing like did you really think (laughs) <laughs> i wouldn't hear any of that i am goddamn superman <laughs> and at the beginning of that of that arc of that specific arc there's even a bit where like batman is on a roof check like watching through binoculars watching clark and lois have dinner with their parents and he's got his little inner monologue about how how human clark is and blah blah, yeah. blah. and then he like scroll he like pans over and suddenly the binoculars are just full of an angry crypto. <laughs> I thought, and he and he goes, "Tell me about that scene. I really love that scene." I forgot about the damn dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, crypto. Sorry. Yep. I'll leave. And then, like within a second, Superman is floating above Batman. Like, what's going on? Eh. Well. Yeah, I like I like I like Jeff Loeb a lot. I like the way he writes. Uh, I mean, he also did uh, uh, Public Enemies, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. Yeah, where yeah, where uh, where Lex is president and Amanda Waller's there, and Lex is making out with Waller, and there's a giant kryptonite asteroid heading toward the Earth, and there's that new 13 year old version of Toy Man who like builds them a Superman Batman robot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Slash rocket. Third smartest person in the world, or whatever he says he is. Yeah, whatever he says he is. Any, I thought I thought Mr. Terrific was the third. I thought he was the fourth. I I, I forget. It's yeah, it's, it's an ambiguous list. And all right, yeah, I love the I love Jeff Loeb as a, as a, as a Superman writer, and I like how he writes uh, the relationship with Batman. He mm-hmm. always kind of gravitates towards that, and I appreciate that. Uh, number four is Tom Welling, and number five is Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill gets number five because damn it, I just spent so much time with Tom Welling. <laughs> I just spent so much time with Tom Welling. Yeah, and it was good. We enjoyed it. It's one of those things we have promised to review for like two years and eventually still will. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. All right, so so explain whatever you were going to explain here. Um, or have you forgotten already? No, the, the explanation was that uh, I do love all of the Superman. And um, mm-hmm. I say that because at its core, it's uh, it's the like Uberman concept. Mm-hmm. Like, at its core, Superman is this uh, like glorious philosophical concept of what would you do if you could do anything. Mm-hmm. So 
like Batman is his own set of philosophies um, that that's separate. And I love them for different reasons. But I, one of the reasons I love comic books in general is because they explore ideas that can only be explored in certain ways. Um, current example, there's um, I, I, it's uh, who's doing Batman year one right now. I oh, know Superman year one right now. It's um, Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank Miller. Um, so in Frank Miller's Superman year one, there's a moment where, you know, sorry, spoiler, turn me off for 30 seconds if you don't want to hear what happened and you're about to read it. But there's a moment where, uh, this, you know, six or seven year old kid sees Superman in action and he's about and ask him like, what are you about to do? And he flies off and I'm going to save somebody. He flies off. Well, the mm-hmm. same kid, a few panels later gets on the, uh, roof of his house, the roof of his house and puts on a, you know, a, a towel or whatever it was and jumps off his house and says like, I'm Superman. Well, he dies. Mm. Superman is very aware of his death. He he's he he sees him. Um, he he knows this happened, and he proceeds to tell a couple people, "I'm going to quit the Justice League. I can't do this anymore." And Wonder Woman tells him, um, "You know, Clark, what are you thinking? You you know the way you inspire, the way you lead. Of course, this happened." And she asks him, "Like, not only do you need to I forget how how it's phrased, but the the concept of that page was." Not only do you need to worry about how you're going to deal with this now, you need to worry about how you're going to deal with it when it happens inevitably again. The way you inspire, this is not the only time that'll happen. Other people mm-hmm. will needlessly run into the the grist mill of of your the the hope you offer, but you offer so much more, you can't stop. Like that to me is an incredibly fun, like just deep concept to explore and and mull around with. Like something you can just chill with at work and wonder about the, the 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 concepts of what are the implications of that scene and stuff like that. There mm-hmm. there are really cool things you can do with Superman no matter which version you do. Like the Cavill version. Awesome. What do we do with a guy who actually has to deal with this growing up? Um the scene where his mom comes and and pulls him out of the uh the, the closet and <laughs> even when he kind of heats the heats the doorknob so some, it, the I think it's the teacher was trying to get him out. Can't do it. Right. Um fantastic. Like him breaking down emotionally. Uh fucking of course. Fucking of course. Yeah. Um, later, when he meets somebody who's got exactly his powers, but nothing left to fucking lose and just wants to hurt him. And all they can focus on is, I'm going to kill this one family. And all he has left is just to kill that one man. Fucking philosophy. Like, let's let's do a whole course on that. It, it's fant- I, I love it. I love every version of this character because it gives me so much to think about every time I read him. That's the long version of why my, my answer is all. Well, that's great. But I really love every version that, that Alex Ross has drawn. Like Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I love seeing old old Superman. Old, yeah. I would like to pretend I'm just on a farm again, Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. Uh, Superman, Peace on Earth, also fantastic. It's like one of those things that it's so, it's like Superman fixes the world without throwing a punch. Yeah. It, it's it's glorious and beautiful and utopian and, and, and wonderful. But, um, and I'm going to, Talk with you about this in a moment, but uh, Superman, like the current Bendis run, really mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Like they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, and he's he's it's the Boy Scout version of Superman, but it, it's the Boy Scout with a backbone again. Like he he does not take any shit. Um, things are getting more and more confusing. He's getting angry and angrier and angrier. Um, he there's even a scene recently, like uh, a few months ago. There's literally a scene where um, if you're reading it, you know that something happened with with John and. Um, Everything's okay, but he's very angry about it. And it's like, there's, um, I forget who tries to attack the earth, but he, he senses it in the middle of the scene where he's angry about something and he just 
flies up into the atmosphere and there's an inner dialogue where he's like, I'm so glad they're attacking because I need to punch something right now. Yeah. I fucking mm. loved that. Yeah, I'm going to have to read that run. I think you'll enjoy it. Every, I, I, it's it's incorporated a lot. There's a lot of stuff with uh, Jor-El. There's a lot of stuff with this new Rogal Czar, um, who's like this uh, Doomsday 2.0 kind of character. But there's a lot of stuff with uh, Krypton as it's... like it, they Bendis is redoing Krypton right now. Mm. Just redoing that entirely at the moment. Hmm. All right. We're well, going to get into I'll that later. You. All right. You want to get some news? We probably should. <laughs> uh, all right. So... Um, Hollywood Reporter, uh, they dropped, like, HBO Max dropped this trailer earlier this week, mm-hmm. and it had a bunch of confusing things in it, uh, mm-hmm. including DC Universe properties on there, and CW properties. Hollywood Reporter says that DC Universe will see no significant changes in its offerings or format. That was after the HBO Max mm-hmm. trailer drop? Okay. Yep. Because um, there were a lot of possibilities after that trailer drop. Yeah. And DC Universe apparently was mentioned in passing, along with HBO Now, HBO Go, and CW Seed, all digital platforms owned by WarnerMedia, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as far as we know, for the time being, DC Universe isn't going anywhere. They'll probably just offer it as a, probably, I'm saying this is conjecture, they'll probably just offer it as an add-on. And probably, I would say, would uh, HBO Max would probably just um, offer it as offer certain shows temporarily to try to get people involved in DC universe. Yeah, that's possible. That's like I was saying a few weeks ago, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they would just completely scrap the app. No, no, they've spent a lot of time on this app and it's actually a good one. Like it, mm-hmm. It's um, it, someone mentioned um, the possibility that it would turn into a DC version of comics. Or, uh, what is it? Marvel, Marvel unlimited, Marvel unlimited. There we go. Um, I mean, that's possible, but that's only a, a function of what they're doing. And mm-hmm. they've spent millions of dollars doing original programming. Like that that has to land somewhere. And I mean... And they own all of it. I, I, I think HBO Max might just end up being the... If you want to see the... All of it... Like, I I think it's it might end up being a thing where, like, if you own all of these individual things. Like, if you're on... Mm-hmm. If you're watching CW, if you're on DC Universe, uh, all these things. Like, you're going to get it here first. Yeah, but we're gonna cut out Netflix and Hulu and all this other stuff. And what you're gonna end up getting is, if you want to see all these things in replay after X amount of time internationally, mind you, mm-hmm. I think I'm like I don't think they've said, but I'm I'm thinking HBO Max is probably gonna be an international property because probably yeah, that would make the most sense if if what I'm saying is right. Um, this is the place to get all of the replays. This is where you, you can do all of your benching after X amount of time. I mean, they have an impressive catalog, and it's coming in twenty twenty. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's Warner Brothers. They're they're giant. They like Netflix. It's official. Netflix is losing friends in twenty mm-hmm. twenty. It's going to HBO Max. Yeah, they've they've got stuff from Cartoon Network. They have stuff from freaking. Uh, they've got Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, like, they, I mean, Friends they, and Fresh Prince alone. They have. They've got plenty. my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got Game of Thrones. They've you know, I mean, it's all the HBO stuff. DC Universe, it looks like, is in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. We saw clips of, of freaking Wonder Woman in there. Justice oh, League, oh, yeah. Batman v Superman. We, we've, they're, they're showing it. They're, they're they heavily pimped the DC Universe or they're the DC stuff right in yeah. there. Yeah. And importantly, like, and I, I had to freeze frame on this because I, I thought I'd seen it, but it, they even put Doom Patrol in mm-hmm. the HBO Max ad. Mm-hmm. Which is weird for me, for like, confusing for a lot of reasons. One, we don't really have any confirmation of Doom Patrol season two yet. Mm-hmm. 
But apparently, it, apparently it went over so well that HBO Max used it in their ad, of yeah. which they only picked about 20 properties of all of the things Warner Brother owns. Like, that is obscene for them to have picked Doom Patrol, a thing that's not even re- renewed yet. And, and like, that, that's the weirdest part of this for me. I would argue that it's telling that they announced Doom Patrol Season 1 on Blu-ray, not the complete series. Yeah, that's a good point. Of course, I mean, they would have to... I mean, they would have to. They, they couldn't release the news. The, the only... The, the confusing part in general is that we don't have definitive news on Doom Patrol either way right now. That is that is odd. I mean, it mm-hmm. just is. It like, And it's not like we're talking about a, a sweeps timing or something like that. Like, normally in March and April and May at the latest, we're hearing about renewals... But that model's uh, not quickly, but slowly finding its way out the door. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're definitely in a different era, and even in that era, it is it is kind of odd not to have heard about Doom Patrol. Like we knew about Titans before the first season even aired. Mm-hmm. And Doom Patrol. I think um, that was a show of faith, honestly. Yeah, and that was. And I'm, I'm thankful it was like, there hey, guys, because we I, have we have confidence in this. Yeah, I I and that was great, but it's almost like they're I don't know if they're like running out of you know, first round funding or something. I don't know what the deal is with it exactly. What's holding it up, but it, it was a, a, it did. I don't know. It gave me hope to actually see one. It says, it says doom patrol in the HBO max ad. Like they put it next to some serious shows. I mean, this is the same thing where you're pimping. We've got John Oliver and Mm -hmm. um, the DC movies and we've got uh, game of Thrones and also doom patrol. Like you're putting it in the same sentence, which is a big deal. Yeah. And and then to have said, and it says it on the scroll, Doom Patrol, a DC Universe property or a DC mm-hmm. Universe something. It still says DC Universe on the Doom Patrol title card. Yeah. It, it was a confusing moment for me. <laughs> but um, I mean, bottom line, I think we're getting it back. Like it, I think we're getting it back for a lot of reasons because it was uh, it, it went over really well with critics and audiences. And that's that's always a good sign. I don't know what the numbers are because numbers on streaming are a black box. But mm-hmm. um, but that is a good sign to actually see it used in an ad. I would agree. This is gonna, it's, we have weird times ahead of us, Dave. We do. I'm down. As I think long we're as still going to have a lot of properties to, to play with. As long as I stay off of Twitter, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That place is... Yeah. <laughs> it can be bad. Like, I'm watching... I'm finally getting around to Stranger Things Season 2 because I finally have mm-hmm. time. And I know Stranger Things Season 3 is out. That's part of why it reminded me. But um, Twitter's like the upside down world. That's what I've realized. Mm. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that. It it's um, there like there are moments of of joy and collusion and fun, but man, that that place is can be very taxing and toxic. Mm-hmm. I would agree. All right, man. Uh, so speaking of which, <laughs> Empire was talking to Todd Phillips about the Joker. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> this is what he this is what he said, man. He says we didn't follow anything from the comic books, which people are gonna be mad about. Nice. We just wrote our own version of where a guy like Joker might come from. That's what was interesting to me. We're not even doing Joker, but the story of becoming Joker. It's about this man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm down for that. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I don't think they're you know gearing up to do like the official the Batman Joker for Matt no. Reeves. I don't think any of that's happening. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix would deal with that. He's just like mm, no, I want to do this movie and that's it. Probably, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go play a, you know, coal miner who, you know, gets, you know, bashed in the head and screwed over by a preacher. I don't know. That was my best, my, my best improving of a Joaquin Phoenix movie. 
No, I mean, yeah, I, I it's going to piss some people off. Yeah, I get it. Because I mean, some people are extrapolating from that. I haven't seen it said anywhere officially, but some people are saying, oh, it's going to start a whole new universe. No, no, that's not necessarily true. Um, it's it, essentially he's confirming what was originally going to be the plan, which was we're going to do a standalone film. Mm-hmm. It has always been called a standalone film. Um, you and I have fantasized many times about it'd be great if this was like another multiversal version, but yeah. probably not. I mean, really, probably not. I mean, Todd Phillips pitched the idea to DC to start doing just like standalone movies by auteur directors. Like Todd Phillips brought that to the table with Joker and said, hey, this would be really cool if we did this. That's another way you could differentiate yourself from Marvel. Yeah. And they liked it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it There's nothing to be said for it. It, it's never been promised as part of any kind of universe. No. So what are you going to do? It is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. And uh, I will watch and wait, it. And I'll, I'll try my own judge version. it on its own merit. Um, you're right. And in, in three years when the possibility is there, a year and a half when the possibility is there, Joaquin will be doing uh, like a movie about, for instance, a, 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 a clockmaker who uh, turns into a uh, conspiracy theorist and then mm-hmm. is, is killed by the CIA. Yeah. And that's the happy version of the ending, folks. Yeah, yeah. You just ha- you just had to try your hand at it, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> I don't think it even better. I, I, I don't think I... I don't know, man. I liked it. As a writing exercise, I think it's a lot of fun. What would Joaquin's movie be next? <laughs> yeah. That is a fun writing exercise. Come up with Joaquin Phoenix's new movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. uh... We'll talk about this more on a future episode, but uh, Andy Samberg released a video, uh, uh, <laughs> and it's just fantastic. He's like breaking down scenes and like problem solving in, in movies, and it's really fantastic. And uh, I will be posting a, a link to it. It's about five minutes long. If you're at all interested in uh, movie making, I mean, this is stuff that, I, that I've known about, but I really like the way he puts it, and uh, it's five minutes of your time. If you if you just like uh, if you just like uh, Sandberg, uh, David Sandberg, you, you'll enjoy it because his his uh, humor is there. And uh, if you're a Shazam fan, you'll probably enjoy it. I, I I don't know. Maybe you won't care. Yeah, maybe. Take a look it's at in the show notes. We're gonna talk about that and the bonus features of Shazam next time. So. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the Suicide Squad. There's a there's a there's a new report from the Rap, and um, apparently Storm Reed. Uh, is being eyed. There's no deal in place. Just being looked at to play the daughter of Idris Elba's character in in the Suicide Squad film. Right. Uh, that was uh, she's she was Meg Murray in Ava DuVernay's uh, A Wrinkle in Time. I figured she'd probably play a Fury, if anything, in the New Gods, but I guess not. Mm. Maybe not. Who knows? She was also in uh, Twelve Years a Slave when they see us. Uh, but um, yeah, she uh, again. Not, it's just a little rumor. And uh, but if if she is playing the daughter of Idris Elba's character, I'm kind of getting some Deadshot vibes off of that. Could be. I know that they said he's going to be playing another character. I'm just wondering how much they made Gunn rewrite. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have gone the other way around. That, that, or how much Gunn made them rewrite? Right. Or that, Gunn was like, "We're not doing that. We're doing yeah. this." Yeah. I, I like. I think Gunn was in the power position here, but eh. I would hope. We'll see where it lands. All right, that's all I've got for movie news. Uh, we'll get to television news right after this.
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, we're back for uh, television news. Do you like television? I've seen we a lot like of television. It. I was asking. I was asking that singular person in the audience. Mm-hmm. You see, you didn't. You weren't supposed to answer there, Jason. I was. Uh, I was probably I was asking, echoing someone's thought. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That'll work. <laughs> Sorry, if you guys have listened to the last few episodes, you know how ridiculous I think this idea of just addressing, always addressing the audience as a singular you as opposed to a group because you don't want to instigate group thought in the marketing. I I just, it's so tedious. All right. (laughs) I love making, I love making fun of it. I'm sorry. Um, So, uh, okay, this, I probably should have paid attention to what I have listed as the first uh, story here because I was just joking around. And our first story is a sad story. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eddie Jones, the guy that played Pa Kent on Lois and Clark, he passed away. And um, yeah, he, he was 82. And uh, I, I knew him from that. And I remember him from Trading Places. Um the thing I remember him most from, though, he was the official in The Invisible Man on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. And he was just a grumpy old bastard and just hateful, but had a heart of gold. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did I did enjoy that guy quite a bit. Um, sad to see him go. Uh, there's an insider, this uh, Lance Osfresser, who is claiming on the Stargirl Facebook group that uh, Green Lantern Alan Scott is going to be showing up in Stargirl's first season. That makes absolute sense. They've uh, heavily publicized that they're going to be doing a lot of uh, Justice Society of America uh, stuff in her origins. So it makes absolute sense to me. Oh, yeah, he should uh, be there. That Alan Scott would be and should be there. Uh, This isn't a a big surprise. I was just waiting on a casting, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This This is good news, though. Um, did you did you happen to see uh, Daniel Panabaker's new Killer Frost outfit? I did. I really like it. Yeah, looks solid. I really like it. Um, and uh, so much so that I had to make a stupid pun about it on Twitter. Naturally. And I got some pretty good responses because she, she's got like uh, the 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 costume doesn't really have shoulders on it. I said it looks like she's gonna she'll be able to give people the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And that's really all that you you have to live to to amuse yourself, folks. I understand, I understand. But even as a dad, I found that dad joke deplorable. <laughs> and I am a dad too, just, just for perspective. <laughs> Not of a child, but of bad jokes. The father of bad jokes. Oh yeah, I've been there many times. No, I'm really not the father of bad jokes. Uh, not make... in general, but you're definitely as am I, a progenitor. Hmm. Um. Arrow has promoted uh, Catherine McNamara, I can't say that name, Catherine McNamara to a series regular for the final season. That's Mia Smoke, if you were wondering. Uh, so, whatever. Not boo, yay. Uh, you know, she she just didn't, she didn't, hit, she didn't really hit for me in this last season. And uh, hopefully, are, though, she'll get some fleshing out. And there are parts I like, parts I didn't. Yeah. 
last few episodes went, I don't know, it, it seemed like they got a little bit better with their character as they went. So, mm. Now, uh, this, this is uh, kind of rough news. We've got good news and bad news for Legends of Tomorrow, and I'm going to go with the bad news first. Bad news for me, anyway. Uh, oh. Entertainment Weekly is uh, reporting that Olivia Swan, who played the older version of Astra uh, in Hell, is coming back uh, as a as the big bad of the of the season of season five of uh, Legends, mm-hmm. and um, I, I didn't care for her character, and I didn't care for her acting. I don't know if it was her actual acting or if it was the writing. I never know. I don't want to be uh, a, a dick to Olivia Swan. I'm, I'm sure she, you know, has plenty of merit somewhere along the line. I I just didn't care for what she did, and uh, whoever's fault that might be. The only thing I didn't care for was the, like, in the Constantine show, uh, her presence was uh, pretty enormous Mm -hmm. um, as this um, huge source of guilt. There were many sources of guilt in Constantine's short run, but Mm -hmm. um, hers was one of the deepest. And um, the only thing I didn't care for, and and I say that, but there are parts I did like about it. Like, I like the efficiency of having turned her character into someone who, no worries, mate, I found a way in hell. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And in other ways, it seemed to have cheapened what came before. But at the same time, they can't necessarily deal with everything that came before. They have to make what they can with with what's there. So in all fairness, the Legends team managed to bring in that storyline, give it some kind of ending. Mm-hmm. And then I, there's I've got a little bit of hope that using her as the, uh, the big bad for this season means that they'll be able to de- delve a little bit deeper into something that I felt was like a a short, shorter than could have been conclusion to that little emotional storyline for Constantine. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, we know that she's unleashed a bunch of uh, evil souls into the world. And she's still got more in her pocket. They're going to be the big bads, the episodic big, uh, the the episodic uh, freak of the week bads uh, for Legends this year, it's been said. And uh, Phil Klemmer was just talking to comicbook.com and says, we, we've established that everybody's welcome on the Wave Rider because it's a place where people come to find second chances. But I think next season, we're going to deal with some of the historical pieces of shit that don't deserve second chances. And it's probably going to be a tough thing for the legends to realize. Maybe they've started to, to drink their own Kool-Aid and feel that Genghis Khan was just misunderstood because whatever he did, he didn't get a pony for his birthday. um all right it's actually an encouraging direction Um, i mean i love the inclusiveness and the uh uh progressive attitude of legends i I really do love it but um yeah it's fun to to poke holes in that and and just say no seriously this guy's a piece of shit uh you like no this isn't it it's not it's not anyone around his fault he 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 calls terrible harm Mm -hmm. uh he just needs to be taken down no ray no, there's no, <laughs> there's no attitude in which this guy is redeemable. Kick him, yeah. kick the man, kick him in his Genghis dick. Yeah. All right. Do the, so, the giant uh, Adam punch thing on him. Mm-hmm. Which we we haven't seen again, and I miss it. All right. So uh, let's do this. Here's the good news for Legends of Tomorrow. The absolute good news: Constantine is returning as a series regular for season five. Yeah, uh, was I would have put money on that. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a supernatural big bad, this Astra. Yeah, I mean that was that was a that was happening. Yeah. Now uh, there's also a new character apparently uh, that's being described as a <laughs> cross between Captain Jack Sparrow and a Russian accented Russell Brand. Oh wow! I mean, I'm intrigued, but oh wow! 
I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, also, it just sounds like a Russian accent at Russell Brand to me because Russell Brand just seems like Jack Sparrow to me. A bit, yeah. Um, I mean, all right, Jack Sparrow is Russell Brand on Valium. <laughs> Sorry, on Xanax. I should say Xanax. Oh, okay. That's think, a little better. I, I think that's him on an anxiolytic. Um, and then just add a Russian accent. I think you've got something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm not. I'm not put off at all by that description of a character. That sounds like it could be a lot of fun. At the very least, a lot of Constantine being the only one who understands his mumbling Russian ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, you didn't hear me. Yeah, that could be fun. All right. Well, uh, that's that's all the uh, that's all the news we have uh, for this week. Did you cool. uh, have anything else to say? No. We're gonna uh, go record a Jason's pull list. Uh, you said a lot. We're, uh, I'm, I haven't read what Jason has read, but uh, I will be there and uh, listening to Jason live. Mm-hmm. Live for me, it won't be for you, but uh, yeah. Uh, so um, until next time, stop being mean to Candace Patton online and uh, keep some Always. DC on your screen. Always. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. Bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.